live life inside out. And I hope that people do that. I know a lot of people get frustrated trying to change the world around them because they're trying to change the effect. I would love if people would work on focusing on what's on inside of them. And when you change the inside, the outside changes on its own. It's a reflection of what's inside. So that's what I focus on. And I try to teach that to my kids. Welcome to Star of the Doubts. I'm your host, Jared Easley. Joining me today, my good friend, long overdue, Desmond Adams. Welcome. Thank you, Jared. Man, long overdue. Yes. Man, thank yes. you very much. Glad longer you. than your locks of flowing <laughs> hair. <laughs> I don't know if they're longer than that. So. <laughs> <laughs> Some people can't see this. So they can't appreciate what's going on here. And then, of course, we are also joined by someone who's no stranger to the show. It's not his first rodeo. He could be called the read to lead cowboy, if you will. He is Jeff Brown. Jeff, welcome. Yeehaw. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. <laughs> Yeehaw, indeed. All right. So I think we're going to pick on Desmond first, oh, okay. Jeff. Okay. okay. That's great. I would love to do that. What, do you want me to say something about him? <laughs> well, the trash talking will begin in just a moment. But, but uh, first of all, Desmond, you were fortunate to be one of the featured speakers today. Uh, we're here at PodFest in Tampa. Everybody's having a great time. And so, Desmond, you got up there. You rocked it. So oh, let's just thanks. talk a little bit about your presentation and oh, what that great. was like for you. Man, I loved it. I was honored. First of all, my first experience was thanks to you with our meetup group in South Florida and then at uh, PMX, Podcast Movement. It really kind of nurtured that hunger. I was like, I've told Jeff Brown and mastermind with me together. I said, this is what I want to do. I want to do more of this. And so when I had that opportunity, I said, I'm going to rock this thing. And I really set my bar really high and it made me very nervous. Jeff will tell you, I've been nervous for days about this. But honestly, it came out of a passion. In my presentation, I talked about how to grow a Twitter following. I went from about 500 to 30,000 plus in about nine months. That wasn't because I'm a guru about any of that. It was just because I was frustrated trying to be everywhere, as we're told to do. And I said, I'm just going to focus on one thing. And when I did that, I started seeing growth. And in our mastermind group, Jeff was like, man, you did what? And I, you know, I'm like at 5,000, 8,000. And it was just, you need to teach this, this to people. And so I started piecing it together, trying to teach it to people. So it worked. And Twitter is one of those things where I love it, but then there's times mm-hmm. when I don't love it. Me too. I'm sure you felt that way yes, as well, obviously, which is why you found something that worked for you and now you're making progress with it. I remember in your presentation, you said that you had spent at least a couple of years mm-hmm. following what yes. people say, hey, this is how you do it, and yeah. you weren't quite getting the results. Uh, what was that like for you, putting time into something that just wasn't quite making anything happen? Oh, it was so frustrating. The uh, comparison I did in my presentation was taking a little bit of everything. And when you're at the Thanksgiving table, you take a little bit of cranberries, you take a little bit of mashed potatoes, a little bit of stuff, and you end up with this plate that's overflowing with food. I intentionally start with, I'm just going to take a little of everything, but still it's overflowing. So I had a little bit of Facebook, a little bit of Twitter, a little bit of Pinterest, a little bit of Instagram, and my plate was full. I had no time to do a show. Because I was doing all this social media. And so I ended up doing just a little bit in each one of them, and none of them grew. There's a saying that if you chase two rabbits, you end up catching neither one of them. You have to pick one and chase it and catch it. And that's what I did with Twitter. It's frustrating. And then you end up more frustrated because you end up where people are. They're like, ah, Twitter doesn't work. Well, it's because we do two or three tweets a day because that's all we have time for. And we have 500 followers. And really, we're reaching at any given time with one of those tweets about five, 10 people because people are on Twitter about five hour, five minutes a day. And your tweet has a lifespan of about 24 minutes, really. 
So you've got this little narrow window that needs to overlap each other. And that's why our tweets don't reach anybody. Uh, Jeff, what are some things that you found that worked for you on Twitter? Uh, I'm not on Twitter. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, you know, it can be just a broadcast one-way uh, medium if people don't use it properly. There's a lot of marketers that will just you know promote their own. So it's like a bullhorn to them. But I appreciate people like Desmond and uh, people like who I learned a great deal from, like Chris Brogan, who I know you adore as well. Just being helpful and responding to people, connect, reaching out to people who you see are looking for help, even if you can't help them personally. Maybe you know somebody who does. And Jared, you know this as well as anybody, connecting those two people to one another. I think Twitter's great for that. And so that's how I try to use it. I don't think I'm nearly to level. I know I'm not at Desmond's level, and I don't think I'm at your level either. But I try to do what I can. Okay, so Jeff, you also had the misfortune of going right after Desmond. That's a <laughs> that's a hard act to follow. I think we all he agree. Fell, followed it well. <laughs> so they put Desmond up for you. It's like the opening act is better than the headliner. That's not true, of course. But you held your own. But uh, you had the opportunity to speak uh, just after Desmond. And so let's talk a little bit about the presentation that you gave. Yeah, I talked about interviewing in the context of podcasting, but overarching kind of thing I wanted people to walk away with is when you approach what you're doing with excellence and with consistency over time, that serves you really, 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 really well. I think anything worth doing is worth doing well, and I think it's important that we not get stuck in this mental. We hear it a lot. It's like, hey, done is better than perfect, and I think sometimes that could be an excuse for doing subpar work. So let's just get it out there, and we shouldn't let a perfectionism come in and prevent us from launching this or that. But in the context of a podcast, when you're already doing it and you're interviewing people, let's say, do it the absolute best that you can. Because when you do that, that's going to increase the likelihood that you get a yes from the people you're wanting to interview. It's going to increase the likelihood that people are going to share what you're doing because they enjoyed it. It's going to increase the likelihood that you're going to get noticed in other you know, publications or what have you. It's kind of like what Glenn the Geek said yesterday. It's not who you know, it's who knows you. And I've found that excellence with consistency over time is as good as anything I know in getting people to notice you. I think of the book uh, Born Standing Up by Steve Martin, who said, be so good they can't ignore you. And I think that should be your goal. If you're looking to raise awareness of who you are, that's what you should do. All right, so we're going to start with you, Desmond. Yes. All right. Now, Desmond, you were fortunate to hear the wise words Mm -hmm. of Jeff Brown during his presentation. And you're also a presenter yourself, so we are going to harshly judge Jeff. Yes, let's do it. First of all, we're going to start with the good. Let's oh, start with yeah, it, you know, right. it's like that Oreo cookie method. You, know, you start with the sweet and then oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe that doesn't work. But uh, what, what was something that you really enjoyed about Jeff's session? I love that one of the things that Jeff says so well, and I hope people embrace it, is being prepared doesn't mean that you can't improv. So Jeff prepares all of his interviews, but that gives him the latitude to deviate off course. When you started talking to us, you know where you want to ha- start with the end in mind. You know where you want to end up. And so you know the route it's going to take to get there. If you don't know the route, you don't know when you're off route. And that's how sometimes you hear podcasts that just wander all over the place because nobody knows the path they should have been taking. It's okay to go off path. Just know that you're off path. I love it. You've got an extensive radio background, just Mm -hmm. as as Jeff does, and so you understand some tricks that most podcasters aren't going to just naturally understand or know. Would you share one or two of those just real quick off the top of your head? Oh, absolutely. Let me say beforehand that sometimes radio people can get too polished, too formulaic in what they're doing. 
the one of the endearing things about podcasts is that there's there is that. There's no program director running in, pounding on the door, saying, why are you talking about that? You're supposed to stay focused on the concert that's coming up. You can kind of do your own thing. So there's some endearing qualities podcasts in that regard. What I hear too often on podcasts are hosts who talk to their guests as if they're somewhere else. They forget that the podcast listener, as you right now are listening to this podcast, you may be mowing the lawn, you may be at the gym, you may be in your car driving to work, and we're sitting in the car with you. We're not here in a studio somewhere else. We're in the car with you, no matter where you are. We always have to remember that as podcasters, that we're with them. All right, Jeff, it's your turn. <laughs> what did you enjoy about Desmond's presentation? Mm. Yeah, I enjoyed his energy. About two or three times during the course of my presentation, I had this realization that I was very relaxed in my delivery. And I felt yeah. like, boy, I, I thought back to Desmond. I need to kind of pick up the pace. I could be more energetic than I am right now. People are coming in after lunch. <laughs> they might be falling asleep if I'm not careful. So I really like the energy and the passion. It's obvious when you hear him speak in the way in which he speaks, he is very passionate about the topic, and that makes him believable. It's not some, like he said himself in the presentation, I'm, I'm not some guru coming in here. This has worked for me. I decided I'm going to figure this out. I spent nine months figuring it out, and I can't wait to tell you what I found. And that's genuine. But let's be honest, Jeff. It was really my hair. Uh, I like that, It looked too. awesome. <laughs> so nobody can see it, but it looked awesome. So they'll believe you if you say it did. <laughs> Is there a point when you anticipate not having the, the style that you currently enjoy? Uh, did, well, at the beginning of my presentation, I showed what I used to look like. I had short hair, very businessy and all that. <laughs> but you know what? I worked in radio, working radio, and now podcasting and doing what I'm doing. I just came to this point where I realized you know, I'm just going to do what I wanted to do. I'm a wannabe rock star who can't play an instrument. You're a guitar player. Jeff's a musician. I envy you, too. So I try to look like I know what I'm... Yeah, that's all I got. And I think I seem to recall Jeff saying he plays the radio. No, Jeff. <laughs> Jeff is a master French horn player. Oh, he used to be an awesome French horn player <laughs> yes. back in the day. Yeah. Uh, played a little bass guitar in a... In a Short-lived rock, rock band, rock and but roll uh, band? Not, it didn't last very long. I don't even remember <laughs> what the name of the band was. People ask me that all the time. I have no, I don't remember. So we're going to continue the the bromance and the love fest whoa, here. Whoa, wait, wait. Uh, but I, there's a, there's a method to the madness here. Okay. I have both of you on for this reason because the two of you known each other for a very long time, mm -hmm. and you are um, helpful to each other in the different levels that you've reached and where you continue to grow to. So we're going to start, of course, with Jeff. And Jeff, if you'd be willing to share just one thing about Desmond that you admire and maybe something you could learn from him. Now, remember, we already mentioned my hair. <laughs> so go ahead. <laughs> you know, I just immediately thought of something when you asked that and it escaped me. And I'm trying to get it back. So give me just a moment here. We were on a mastermind call on Monday, he and I and John Dennis. And he was looking at an email I had written to my list. Yes. And I love that we have the kind of relationship where he can tell beat me. him up. Yeah, he, he kind of beat me up a little bit. But <laughs> it was ways, and there are things that I know, instinct, I mean, I, things that, that we've learned being in radio that I should have been applying to this email that I wasn't as far as how I was communicating with my readers. And he called me on it, and he listed out all the things that I should have done differently, very bluntly. And he was quick to say afterwards, hey, you know, I hope I didn't hit you the wrong way. We have the kind of relationship where 
there's a trust and an honesty there that we can have those moments. And that's what makes our mastermind great, I think, where we can do that. And the other person doesn't feel it as a sting. We, we know the other person will have to know that they're trying to help us succeed and be better. And he's able to be that for me. I hope I'm able to be that for him as well. And I will say, I could hear through the sniffle and the tears him <laughs> saying, no, I really appreciated it. After I, after I stopped crying, I was right. <laughs> we, we, we edited that part out. People missed that. Right? Desmond, of course, uh, Jeff's not off the hook. So... Uh, I'm sure there's at least some redeeming quality in Jeff that uh, you admire and something you can learn from. And if you'd be willing to share that. With Jeff, yeah, his integrity is off the charts. I mean, if I just, nobody could convince me otherwise that he's a a person that I could trust him with the most precious thing in my life. And I wouldn't ever feel like anything was in jeopardy. His integrity, unbelievable. He's humble to a fault. That's what we talked about on this, on the call. His humility. He's always lowering himself. This is what we talked about on the call. I appreciate, and that's what I said on the call, on our mastermind call. I said, Jeff, what, the way you never want to puff yourself up is so great. But sometimes when you're promoting something, you need to puff yourself up a little bit. It's so outside of his nature to do that. And I love it. And he's trustworthy and humble. Would you say? The humble aspect is something that you would want to continue to develop. That's something what you see you in Jeff. But that, uh, well, well, that, well, that, 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 that question. You're, you're, <laughs> Could you use a little bit? Uh, of that I'm, I'm saying, is your shampoo humility, <laughs> humility for men? You know, with with conditioner. Is that? <laughs> it's funny you say that though, because I actually, you know, I <laughs> I'm a performer, and and that's what I've realized over the years that as I've worked, I love to perform and be bigger than life. And so I uh, probably the reason I know the reason for having crazy long hair and. Wearing a crazy cool jacket. You, I'm assuming you guys think it's cool. Um, and because I, I love you, do don't you, Jerry? I do actually. I want the record to reflect that he's wearing a a. I can't even describe this jacket. Maybe I'll allow Jeff to do that. Actually, Jeff, if you could describe the jacket. What did you call it? What was the cut again? Or the style was the oh slim fit. It's a slim. Yeah, fit. but there was some like uh, was it. Chinese or no, Japanese? Asian, Asian, Asian. I ordered it, and it has Asian sizing. Yeah. And whether we like it or not, we Americans are kind of big people, <laughs> and so the rest of the world sometimes has, has normal sizes. So I have to sometimes where I'd normally have a medium, I'd have to have a double XL or something. So at least that's <laughs> what I keep saying. So I'm. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Since we're having fun here, let, let's get to the uh, the moment of discomfort, which I, I'm I'm excited about. And and this is the part where I want us to just uh, shoot from the hip and and Uh-oh. Desmond we'll start with you oh, you know Jeff for yeah. a long time so what and we're, we're not going to let humility be the answer here I know it could oh. be but uh, what I'm looking for here is is what's one thing about Jeff that he could do better Wow. Can you edit out the long pause as I think? <laughs> and, well, but, and, and with the understanding that we love each other and we're yeah. supportive oh, of no. each other yeah. But, but yeah what, what's something that, that Jeff's not doing that he could do that would just take it up a notch Man I'm I know this seems so just going to see like one of those answers and say, what's your weakness? Oh, I'm a perfectionist. It's going to seem like that. But I sometimes feel like I can't ask Jeff for an opinion on something because he always wants to tell me something encouraging. It's kind of like when I ask my wife, hey, how was that? You saw me do that performance or whatever. How was it? Every time. It's great. I even told my wife and I tell Jeff the same thing. I can't even ask you anymore because, uh, you know, I just think you're always going to tell me it was great. And so I think you kind of lose something. I know it's not always great, but he'll always say that what I did was great. So is that, did I kind of weave around there? Or was that a good solid I can be harder answer? on you is what you're saying, basically. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, you could be. You don't need to be. I'm just saying you could be. But 
Hopefully that was a good... I mean, that's the honest answer. Yeah. Hopefully it, it suffices. Well, Jeff, let's get your initial reactions to that because you are a nice guy. And, and But if there's moments for constructive feedback, how do you do that with without just blanket and I'm just mm-hmm. going to be friendly? I do. I totally identify with what he said. I do struggle with that. And I, I don't always recognize that I do. I guess I'm quick to want to encourage somebody. And, and, mm-hmm. and I have to understand that sometimes the best benefit or best way I can help uh, Desmond or John in the mastermind group is what Desmond is so good at. And that's just Beating being real and, and letting them know that, <laughs> Hey, you should have done this differently. And here's why I think that, and here's how I would do it instead. There's part of me too. And this comes the humble thing coming back is there's a lot of things I look at Desmond. I go, wow, he does everything better than I do. And so what am I going to tell him he could be doing better? <laughs> so for, for me, that's part of it. Well, then let's just go ahead and get to that, I think, because that's how this is going to work. So, uh, Desmond, it's undeniable you've had some tremendous wins this last year, and we celebrate those with you. But, Jeff, what's that one thing that maybe Desmond's missing that oh, he can continue to improve on and, and take that next step? Well, I do, I do love his hair. <laughs> but as his roommate at most conferences oh, I attend, I don't like his hair everywhere that I tend to find it. I bet. <laughs> You know, I I was rinsing out the sink, and I was thinking, Jeff must go nuts with all the hair everywhere. And I mean, I find it everywhere. <laughs> I, I was thinking this morning, gee. That's uh, true. His wife knows what it's like to have a wife. <laughs> yeah, she does. It's absolutely true. I know it's everywhere. Oh, golly. Uh, if that's as bad as it gets, then hey, he can't be all bad. He claims I snore. My wife says I oh, don't. Oh, boy, but, yeah. Uh, oh. Do you have I, that I, audio? I, I do. You You've got this. See? Yeah, this so I, if you would, Jeff, let's let's not uh, let's not hold back now. So I said to Jeff, I hey, I didn't snore last night, did I? And he reaches in his pocket, pulls out his phone, and I said, Oh no, you didn't, did you? <laughs> I think I think we're about to get a sample here. Is that, is that oh, correct? All right, goodness. let's enjoy a sample of uh, Desmond in his moment of glory here. Jared, you could sleep through that. Come on, it's not even that bad. It's barely, it's like a baby, it's like a baby rhinoceros. All right, yeah, just the fact that Jeff recorded that, I think, is uh, a little bit, a little bit evil, a little bit evil. And then to add to that, he said this morning, Oh, I'm gonna delete it, I only did that so you could hear it. But here we are, hours later. <laughs> Only after it's on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. Oh my goodness, exactly. And if you've uh, heard of a few hundred people at a at an event, yeah, no big deal. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's Jeff, so how do you how do you justify that? <laughs> yeah, I, I it's I'm making up for the, all the hair that I keep finding, <laughs> and I rinse it down the sink and try to get rid of it. Man, I thought I was trying. I really thought I, I was. I think trying. I got attacked by some of it. As I <laughs> No, I'm just <laughs> oh man! Well, <laughs> well, okay, all right. So, so I think we got a little bit of the discomfort going here. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> but I, I personally enjoyed that. Thank oh, you both. Okay, well. so so let's keep going here. So, Jeff, I want to talk just for a moment about some of the guests that you've been able to, to interview. You've had some fascinating guests. What's one or two that you really enjoyed this last year, and and maybe something you learned from that? Yeah, probably. A couple of my favorites, uh, I always mention Seth Godin's name. I know you've had Seth Godin on before. Seth Godin uh, is an author who I adore. I read everything that he does, his blog, etc. And 
it's he's um specifically impacted me getting me back to my love uh for reading i i loved reading as a kid and then school taught me not to love reading unfortunately and not necessarily even to love learning i hate to say that but for me personally that was the case and so 10 years after i graduated i had a leader uh who was working at a radio station i was at who wanted us as a staff to get together and read books and talk about them and the first one that dropped in my lap was purple cow by seth godin and I was not familiar at all with business books in any way, shape, or form. I wasn't reading them. They weren't on my radar. And it opened up a whole new world for me. And so when I got to interview Seth, it was like, you know, just surreal. All those 13 or 12 years later, and I was able to start the conversation off by sharing a little bit of that with him and just thanking him for giving me back my love uh, for reading. Awesome. So Desmond, we, in your presentation, you talked about how initially your podcast started out as a daily, and then you realized that daily was probably not the long-term strategy, so you right. made a pivot. I did. So let's talk about how you came to that realization, and then what decision you made and changed after. Yeah, so I, I started Mental Mastery Moment, and it was going to be a short, solo, daily show. And oh my gosh, do you know how long it takes to put together a moment of podcasting? Yeah, we get the joke. Yes, exactly. It is a long time. And so I found that I was simply podcasting and never promoting my podcast. So I had part of the mastermind. This was one of the things we talk about. I decided I was going to reduce that. Actually, we first, Jeff, if you remember, I first I fell off the wagon for several weeks. And then I said, I got to relaunch, but I got to not bite off as much as I did last time. So I did three days a week and that, that still didn't work. And so I failed again or, or I fell off again. And then I came back and I decided to do a weekly show. And now <laughs> I'm pivoting again. And this is the beauty of it. See, failure isn't really failure unless you just stay there. So I've learned from each one of these. Now I'm pivoting again. I'm realizing doing a solo show is very difficult because content creation and all that. So I'm pivoting into an interview-based show where I talk to other freaks like me, people. I, I want to focus on the people who felt who were D and F students in school, but now they're crushing it in business. Once they come out from underneath the structure of a corporate school environment or a corporate work environment, and they're allowed to be entrepreneurs or artists or whatever they are, and how they blossom and blow up and do fantastic things. I want to talk to people like that because I want other people who are struggling and feel like failures to know that you're not a failure. You're just not doing what you're supposed to be doing. So this is something that's on the horizon or you've yes. already started? Yes. Formulating it. I've started. I'm starting to compile potential guests. So I've shared that a little bit on my Twitter feed and on social media, other places, asking people, if that's you, I want to talk to you. Because I don't want to talk to the, maybe, you know, if Richard Branson was available and wanted to talk, I'd love that. But I want to talk to the typical person who's an entrepreneur who'd love to start a business. What I thought Jeff was going to say about my flaws was that I don't finish what I've started. And he's watched me start something and not finish and start something and not finish. Oh, yeah, there's and, that too. I forgot. Sorry. <laughs> I don't want to feed. I didn't think I'd have to feed you things. <laughs> I thought you'd have a list of them. What is that big I was binder? Encouraging <laughs> the title of this episode is Self Deprecation with Desmond Adams. So I, I struggled with that quite a bit. And I, again, just like I had to learn Twitter, I have to learn how to focus and follow through with things. And so I've spent a lot of time learning that. And I want the typical person who feels like a failure to know that you're not a failure. You just got to outsource some areas that you're not good at. Maybe your mind's not made to do that. You know, if I was putting together a documentary, just said I'm not a musician. 
I'd have to outsource the score, the music for that documentary. I'd be a fool if I tried to, okay, now I got to figure out how to play a piano. Well, no, that's, that's not what I do. And so we're not failures. We're just trying to do the wrong thing. Interesting. Now, is this a, a continuation of Mental Mastery or is it a new show? Yeah. I would love to have some feedback on that because I've thought about relaunching it as the Freak Files because I want to, but the feedback I've got on that is, well, nobody will know what that is. Well, nobody knew what Google was before they branded it and we knew it was a search engine. So I'm struggling with that a little bit. I thought about the misfit entrepreneur, but I don't want to just talk to entrepreneurs. That's so, I wouldn't say overdone. There's people already doing that. So I want to talk to people who maybe are artists or whatever they are, homemakers even, who struggled with organizing the family structure, you know, the family day. Whatever it is they're doing, I want to let them know that there's help and they're not alone feeling like a failure. It just so happens I know a podcast coach. Do you? Who's (gasps) in the vicinity. Um, Maybe we could persuade him to give an opinion on your Mm -hmm. idea. Uh, Mr. Jeff Brown. <laughs> well, I love the way, and I'm not just being encouraging. He uh, is. See, to, again, I got another great idea, Jeff. But, up. but no, and it, and it comes down to, to uh, Desmond's passion and his just the, the authenticity that comes through as he's describing the kind of person he wants to talk to. I got excited hmm. uh, as you talked about it. It's obvious you've thought this through. Oh, yeah. And that uh, you could easily have gone a direction like uh, like those you described where it's very similar to so many things that mm-hmm. are already out there, but the way you described it initially was fresh and new. And there is a you know a need to want to make sure that your title is concise and is sharp and is is defined. I think it's important for that title to define as best it can the content. So if I were to be offer any kind of critique, I would agree with those who have given you that advice in the past to try to come up with a phrase or a few short words that will be a hint as to the content, mm-hmm. like Read to Lead, for example, or Starve the Doubts. It kind of gives you an idea of what this is going to be about before you've even clicked through. So I wouldn't worry about that too much right now. Continue to, to seek out guests and mm-hmm. people that you want to talk to. And I think probably th- without even having to worry about naming the show at this point, you, know, you don't have to do that until you actually you know, publish. And so as you go through some of those conversations and we have more mastermind meetings, I am confident that the perfect title will, will come about. So. I hope so. I can picture like a big letter F in red, yes. like on a piece of paper or something, and, yes. and call it like F U, you know? But then like a subtitle, like, <laughs> right. you know, from, from failed to, you know, valedictorian or something. I don't, I don't, I don't from know. From what? To from valed- failed to, fail to, to success. And, I don't yeah. know. I, yeah, something, something like that. Failed to. I thought through yeah, that. I love to, it. I love it. To growth. I don't know. That, okay. So that, take Jeff's advice and not mine. Well, usually his advice is kind of dumb. All right, so let's start with you, Desmond. What's the best place for people to connect with you online? Oh, Twitter. I'm on Twitter. (laughs) We did mention that. (laughs) At P. Desmond Adams. I'm everywhere at P. Desmond Adams. So Facebook.com slash P. Desmond Adams. I think I might still have a MySpace with that P. Desmond Adams. I don't know. Friendster. Yeah, but at P. Desmond Adams or P. Desmond Adams.com. If you heard me describe those freaks, you could go to freakasylum.com. If you think that's you, you know, you're like, oh, that's me. That's what I'm like. I'd love to be interviewed. You don't have to be the CEO of a big company. I just want to know that you're crushing it now and you felt like a failure before. No, that's good. Cool. And and have you embraced Snapchat? Yes, I have. Yes, I, yes, you yes, and I yes. were Snap buddies, Jared. <laughs> you're not Snap buddies with anybody. <laughs> I, I'm not snapping yet. I, I, yeah, I I'm, not. I'm not. 
I was playing with it at lunch, and I'm like, I don't. How do you learn this? Oh, I'll teach you. He was helping me. Just was it last night? Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah. I, yeah, last night. Yeah. I couldn't even remember if I had actually signed up for an account. I had the app on my phone, and he was kind of instructing me, and he knows it really, really well. I do. I, I've learned it. I have a 15 year old daughter, so this is how I originally learned MySpace, and then I learned Facebook because I want to keep tabs on them. So let's figure out where they are and how to use it. Makes sense. And uh, she refuses to follow me. So I guess there's <laughs> that. Well, there's wisdom on her end, but then. Yeah. <laughs> I, know. I know, but she has to get my permission to get a driver's license. And in about eight I, months. I applaud that uh, <laughs> counter move. That's good. All right. And we'll go on over to you, Jeff. There's people that know who you are, but there's some that don't. So Jeff, where can people learn more and, and uh, be your friend? There's a lot of people who don't, but I appreciate mm-hmm. the opportunity. Read to lead podcast.com and all the ways to connect with me on social media are there on the right. And I would love for you to check out the show. And back to you, Jeff. And then we'll uh, end with Desmond. We always give the opportunity to give a final thought. So, Jeff, final thoughts. Well, Jared, I think the world of you, um, I uh, really appreciate all the opportunities that, that you uh, directly and indirectly have given me to going back to what Desmond was saying earlier, just kind of you know, spread my speaking wings a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just, you know, in the last two years, I've been able to speak at Podcast Movement, having another chance to participate this coming year. And that's been really helpful to me personally in my growth as a guy doing what he's doing. And so I, I thank you for that. Wow. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm going to put some that's hair great. in your room and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, wow. let's keep going. So, Desmond, yeah, final thoughts. You know, I will. I will concur. It's not all I'm going to say is is gush about you, Jared. I got more, but uh, <laughs> well, look at the time, guys. No, 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 really, honestly, you you are spearheading a movement, literally podcast movement. But uh, you from our podcast meetup in South Florida, organizing that when we met what in a Dunkin' Donuts the first time, the back room, and now look at it, it's huge and. And uh, we're here at PodFest, and we're talking, and this is another kind of, I don't know if it's an outcropping of that, but you're definitely making a big difference. So the entire community of podcasters and podcasting fans, thank you for that. Now to me. Oh. <laughs> no, He's I, already <laughs> taken a note from Jeff with the humility. I like that. <laughs> no, I, I just always, my message always on Mental Mastery Mondays is to live life inside out. And I hope that people do that. I know a lot of people get frustrated trying to change the world around them because they're trying to change the effect. I would love if people would work on focusing on what's on inside of them. And when you change the inside, the outside changes on its own. It's a reflection of what's inside. So that's what I focus on. And I try to teach that to my kids. They don't learn it. I'll try. spearheading a movement, literally podcast movement, but uh, you from our podcast meetup in South Florida, organizing that when we met what in a Dunkin' Donuts the first time, the back room, and now look at it, it's huge, and, and uh, we're here at PodFest, and we're talking, and this is another kind of, I don't know if it's an outcropping of that, but you're definitely making a big difference. So the entire community of podcasters and podcasting fans, thank you for that.